Greetings, podcast listeners. The following episode is an example of a Tech Talk stream that is a video exclusive. If you follow me on any of the video platforms, you'll be able to watch. But here for your listening pleasure is the latest episode of Tech Talk. This is the Andres Segovia Show. Believe me, there is no structure. There's no formalities here. It's <laughs> it's quite literally just uh, just chatting it up, friendly banter with other content creators. And curious, Joel, I actually want to start with you because uh, uh, this this guy over here, this uh, Trevor Brown, he's oh, actually yes. been on my streams before. That is my so, name. <laughs> of the Trevor Report. Uh, but curious, Joel, you and I haven't actually spoken before this, actually. So I'm excited to talk to you because... The last episode that you did for your podcast, uh, it spoke to me because of who you brought on the the roller coaster enthusiast, or he's uh, yeah. he, uh, he's aspiring to be because he doesn't consider himself that right. Um, I I would say I because I was always curious like <laughs> what what drives what drove your curiosity to be curious enough to do a podcast. Um. Well. Uh, so I, I did a, a small episode kind of diving into that a little bit. Um, but I've just, uh, I think part of it's like ADHD. Um, I, I've always been a very curious person, a very, very fast learner of things. Um, I, I would learn things really quickly and usually pretty efficiently. I get good at that and then I get bored. Like I was like, okay, cool. Moving on to the next thing. Um, and you know, I've done a few things with my curiosity. I, I learned how to, I, I learned how to be a magician and I did, uh, I was a magician, uh, a close-up magician for a couple years. Um, until I, I, I kind of, uh, during 2020 that kind of faded and I realized like I was a magician because my curiosity was driven. I got to see the reactions of people and stuff like that. And like Mm -hmm. learn about what, like how the human brain works a little bit better by observing different things. Um, And then during 2020, I was a part of a, uh, a real play podcast. Are you familiar with those? I'm not, I can't say that I am. Um, So it's basically sports. uh, No, not quite. Um, So it's, where people play a board game, a real board game, and record it. Uh, the board game we mm. play, a tabletop game that we played was Dungeons and Dragons. Of course. Um, so we we did that for a little bit, but there was a, a bunch of problems going on um, that just like schedules weren't being able to be coordinated and mm. stuff like that. So we stopped that, um, but that left me with a bunch of knowledge on how to do a podcast. Nice. And I was talking with my fiance and just like, okay, what do I do with this? I have, uh, you know, the, the, the equipment for it. Uh, I just don't know what I do. And I was running through stuff and I'm like, you know what? I have these conversations with people all the time about like, so what got you into this? Like, how, what, how do you, how do you even do that? You know, all these different things. And I was like, you know what? I can share that with everyone else. I can bring awareness to the, the backsides of certain things. So you know, I'm very honest on my podcast about like, you know, there's times where it's really difficult to produce a podcast effectively. Um, you know, like I, I struggled to sit down and actually edit the episode and, you know, but, you know, I, I encourage all my guests to be as honest and like, you know, 
the plus sides are really great to talk about the things that make it worthwhile, but you know, also don't forget about, you know, the other side, the things that maybe not are, are not as pleasant, but just like mm-hmm. a chance to give creators and a, a chance to actually express themselves and not just like that. Everything's okay. Uh, in manner, you know? Oh, and yeah, so I just, definitely. yeah, I just feel like a lot of people only want to hear the, the positives and the plus sides to, you know, whatever is going on, whatever art or passion or whatever. And I think artists also feel like they need to repress that there are downsides to certain things, but I just want to give a space for people of passion to fully express themselves. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Cause uh, I too have that where I, I want other people to discuss the the struggles, the turmoil, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into whatever passion it went into. Because some people think, "Oh, that's easy. I can do that." But no, like, and you you mentioned you mentioned magician magic. So I'm like oh, Shin Lim type close up close up magic. You know, and his so, first magic trick he made his camera disappear. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right? Uh, yeah, so so Shin Shin Lim. I'm like, man, that guy's so good. And realizing the, the dude was a was a was a pianist before he couldn't yeah. do it anymore. Uh, and then to proceed on to do his close-up magic, and then the injuries that came with it. Like mm-hmm. I remember, the first time I, I saw him perform uh, was on his uh, America's Got Talent. That's when I went back to look yeah. at his Penn and Teller performances, and even before that, when I think it was mm-hmm. in Australia performing his uh, uh, Fifty Two Shades of Red or whatever it's called, his, his most popular one. And when I first saw his performance on America's Got Talent, uh, I told I told my wife, I don't watch America's Got Talent, so I told her, honey. I think we are seeing the greatest magician of my generation right before <laughs> my eyes. And she's like, what do you see? Like, apparently the, the singers are better. No, 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 no. Do you see his method? Do you see how he's moving? Mm-hmm. He, the, it's it, it's like you, like you say, it's everything that behind the trick sure. that goes into just creating that illusion. I'm like, mm-hmm. you have to understand. He just literally removed what you all oh, he's palming. Wait, he's moving his fingers. He's not palming. It's like, wait, what is he doing? Well, he has a different way of palming. We, we know that now for those that actually care to look at the craft, right? But sure. it's the way he he executed that made it mm-hmm. so awesome and shocking. And the mere fact that he didn't get a golden buzzard, he had to win every single round was yeah. impressive. And it yeah. made him a, a better a better magician for it. I still think his Penn and Teller performance where he wasn't talking, his at least his first one was his was his best mm-hmm. one. But still, it's like if you don't know everything he went through just to make it look as slick as it does, yeah, then you don't really understand the craft. So I'm glad that that approach it makes complete sense because there's just so much more behind it. Um, I actually just had a conversation uh, during mm-hmm. lunch with my wife uh, about. Um, just the breakdowns of uh, media aesthetics when shooting a scene because I, I was getting into radio and television uh, back in my college days. Yeah. Um, and I was always fascinated by like, okay, think about like if there's a, 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 a solo scene where the actor is dealing with whatever on screen and it, let's say it's something emotional but uh, no dialogue and has to deliver all that. I, I've always asked, can you turn the camera around so I could see who's behind that to see just how many people there are? But but for us, oh, this person's so alone. And there's like 50 people probably watching this. So it's like there's so much that goes into it. And, and I was always fascinated about the 
the the means to that end so um for that uh um yeah i totally i, I can totally relate to where you're coming from on that yeah and it's a lot of fun to find out like the inner workings of a lot of things that like you just you don't like most people just don't think about and like i i don't i don't claim to have like the only unique curious mind out there but I, I haven't heard many people that have my perspective on just like diving in past the front of whatever it is and just like, okay, but like, okay, but really, how does that actually work? Like, what does it like? Uh, I got to find out a lot about like how a book actually gets self published or versus regular, like normal publishing uh, brands and just mm-hmm. like the difficult, difficult process that it is. And most people are like, oh man, I just, I could write a book. It's like, you can write a book, but try to get it published. It's a lot harder than people. Like, I think a lot of people think, and like, just, I like the fact that I can, I get to do that with so many people that have so many very passionate passions. And I'm just always looking forward to seeing what else, what other things I can find and who else I can talk to. So, yeah. That's awesome. And that actually, uh, come, I come up with two follow-up questions to that. Uh, the first being, how did you come across, uh, uh my Instagram that, that being the first one. Oh, by the way, magicians are the only people that deceive people that people are okay with. <laughs> That's I, I, I would I would addendum that with the only time people pay to pe- for people to lie <laughs> to be to be lied to. Yeah, not weathermen, but magicians get paid to lie to people blatantly oh, yeah. to the face. I know. I know. No, no, no. Weathermen don't lie. Meteor- meteorologists lie to weathermen, <laughs> and the weatherman's technically telling the truth. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I'd also one more thing is like, just, you know, in my perspective, it's it magic is more of an act than lying. Like you don't go to a, a theater show and go, "Wow, that that guy's lying and telling me he's Peter Pan." You know, it's just like, <laughs> no, no, he's he. He's pretending to be someone else for the yeah. pleasure of others I, because he's not – because he doesn't like how he is. So he asks other people <laughs> to give him uh, a, a, personal, a random personality trait, a random belief system, and random motivation so that he can act out on that because he's ashamed of himself. That's what an actor is. Adult pretenders, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so remind me what your, your question was. I, I totally Sorry. flew out of my brain. Oh, it's okay. I know Trevor had to jump in there, <laughs> uh, but uh, and I got uh, someone else from the critical introverts. I'm bringing in uh, the critical introverts here. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, what's up? It's, hey, I just asked for his next right. magic trick. He'll make his camera reappear. Reappear, right? <laughs> uh, I know the uh, critical introverts is outside of the joke on this one. Uh, it's okay. uh, but uh, but Joel, the, the question was, uh, how did you come across my Instagram? Oh, did we just lose uh, Joel? Well, his mic disappeared. Did he do that on purpose? Uh, Joel, you still there? Um, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. My my uh, internet is having some trouble. I'm going to see if are I you, can... Are you in the mountains right now? Okay. Oh. Yeah, th- He's going to bring a... down the whole Verizon network if he tries to mm-hmm. continue this call in the mountains with uh, on Streamyard. so well, while we're while we're waiting for a curious joel to get back on i'm gonna introduce here the the critical oh uh he's coming in from oh. a different stream hold on he's right here okay joel just i can hear you 
Yeah, it seems that we got a, a we just have a poor connection. I think the critical introverts are sabotaging your stream. Yeah, you're coming in a little next trick. He'll make his Mac microphone start working. Uh, let's count on it. I will show All right, Joel, you can still hear us. You're, you're coming in and out, so let, let me give you a, a moment. Same to get... Well, I'm trying to get this back. Okay. I don't know what happened. It, like, hooked onto some Wi-Fi. Oh, I, I see. Uh, for uh, for uh, context, Critical Introverts, he's uh, um, he's he's on the road, so he was driving. No, yeah, he no just problem. dropped out again. He's yeah. also a so, magic man. <laughs> he's also a, ma a magician. So, um, so while we're waiting for him to come back on, because I wanted to uh, finish up a couple of questions with him. So, yeah. critical introverts or senior filth? Which one are we sticking with today? Uh, critical introverts is the show, but my title, like the host, is senior filth. All it's, right, it's stupid, but it is. It is. <laughs> I, I know. I was I was eventually going to ask you about that. Now Let is that the, the French senior or the or the the Spanish senior? the Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Senor, senor I yeah. I don't do the French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> well, uh, um, I'm about to bring Joel back on, but uh, this is Trevor Brown from the Trevor Report. Uh, okay. Cool. I, hey, man. He's he's actually someone that I, I teased about before to you about well, mm -hmm. wanting to connect. So I'm just mentioning that now uh, before I forget about it. So let, let me see if I yeah. can bring uh, Joel right. back on. I think only gone for a few minutes. Okay. Uh, Joel, if you can hear me, your uh, your microphone is muted, so you can unmute it on your own, or I can unmute it for you. If you're trying to get a better connection, you'll probably find it down the mountain instead of above the mountain. Yeah. I, the reason I asked, I'll rejoin. Okay. Wi-Fi. Okay. Uh, not a problem, Joel. You're welcome to come back. I'll be here. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, since uh, critical introverts joined the chat. So just letting you know, um, mm -hmm. hey, do, you, I, do you want me to call you critical introverts? <laughs> because I don't know how to address you in this one. <laughs> uh, you can call me a critical uh, CI or whatever. whatever CI. You want to call All right, me. I'll call you CI. <laughs> All right, and, and I guess we'll, we'll find out what uh, we're still on for Friday, right? Yeah, I can't be on this uh, for too long because I have to like start dinner and stuff like that. So oh, no, no but, problem. Yeah. That's why I wanted to get through with you and uh, we got. Friday in, in the books. So yeah, um, I look forward to connecting with you on your program there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trevor is actually the first collab I ever did. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been, you know, just we've been in touch ever since. So mm -hmm. he reached out and critical interviews. Why, why don't you why don't you introduce uh, yourself since uh, uh, Trevor, I never heard of you? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm the host of a podcast called the critical introverts. Um, it's pretty much it's culture war related, but through the mm -hmm. perspective of like creative and artist types, like I do graphic design, illustration, and uh, within the art world, there's like a huge pressure to kind of lean heavily left. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm still pretty left leaning, but not to the point of like what it is now. Um, so now, now people look at me like I'm like Ronald Reagan or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still pretty left-leaning. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make this uh, show and 
have it grow to like a little space for other artists to like connect because just finding work if you're not part of that crowd is uh, becoming harder and harder yeah. um so totally. yeah totally and and based on some of the um, interviews that i've seen you do i never had you not mentioned what you just said i would not have thought of you being more left leaning like center left than you are like for example center right or even or even right leaning because more more people might even get the impression oh just another right winger doing a, doing a podcast yeah well that's the thing i mean it's like now the left is sort of divine defined as just being progressive or what i think and like i like, i think my views haven't really changed since like the 90s and now like it's like the 90s were like a time of like being weird and creative and kind of rebellious and now being that type is seen as yeah 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 so <laughs> it's uh, independently thinking oh oh you're yeah. such a fascist you're such a racist <laughs> exactly. fascist so and, and it's i mean it's, it's kind of fun to um like i follow a lot of artists and to see a lot of them get more and more insane with their leftist stuff it's kind of interesting to see even fault like artists said like i was a huge fan of are, are now just like insane um yeah so it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to happen to the art world and i think it's only gonna get kind of worse it's gonna get more corporate um if it hasn't already yeah yeah and uh but i, I think it does leave some room for like anyone that wants to like bring it back to being experimental uh mm. to you know start being more like self-reliant um i think i, I hope I, I hope at least oh no i i actually agree with you it's called the mm -hmm. parallel economy uh, i mm -hmm. am part mm -hmm. of that i'm officially across uh well ever since the vox apocalypse uh, and i might share uh, depending mm. on um, what you want to talk about on your on your show? I'm creating Friday. a parallel economy to layer on the parallel economy, which will self-generate a, a an increasingly parallel, 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 parallel economy, and then I'll just be the omni-parallel that controls all of the parallels. Well, I, I don't know if that I was want a joke. You to be, that was a I joke. I, I know you're doing a parallel economy for your own, but that was a joke. I, I don't want you to be the oligarch, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it just the uh, um, like. Ever since the Vox apocalypse, that's where it really stifled my channel growth on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And last year, um, was it last year? No, we're in 2022 already. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2021. That's when I knew I was not going to experience any more growth on YouTube whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that's when I ended up getting my show uh, on a bunch of other platforms. So the, the long and short of, of my journey is uh, I actually started a political newsletter back in 2003. And okay. that that eventually morphed into a blog, which morphed into a podcast. And I did that, the Andres Segovia show, from 2003 to 2009, when I turned it into what's called the Newsreel. And that was at the dawn of Twitter. So when uh -huh. Twitter came along, it fit exactly what I was doing, because before I was doing opinion pieces that required a, a lot of time, thought, and editing to produce these things and put them out there. Yeah. Uh, after the fact, I just didn't have any more time, so I became more of a news aggregated uh, a blog. That's when I'm like, oh, Twitter, microblogging just makes it even easier. Yeah. So I did that for a time. But while I did the Andre Segovia show, I did something called The Critic Corner because staying in politics would just drive anybody insane. So yeah. I actually also um, uh, dabbled uh, my, some time in, in the stuff of Hollywood. I was more on the 
you know, the film music side and the media aesthetics of things and instead of what's in front of the camera. Uh, I like to see what makes the thing in front of the camera look great. Mm-hmm. So that was me. So I became an, an amateur movie critic. Um, I, I got the attention of, uh, of independent um, like directors and producers, which was cool because I was able to check out some things. And curious, Joel, you can hear me. I'm going to bring you on here in a moment. Um, and uh, what was what made it fascinating was when Warner Brothers started inviting me to uh, to, to their movies for private uh, critic screenings. So mm-hmm. I can actually say I was among the first to have the Dark Knight review. Wow. Or anybody else. They didn't make me sign an NDA, so I got away with it, but I didn't spoil anything. Um, nice. After that, they made me sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it, and they, I, would, I never got that out of me. So I did do that, and um, when I got married, then kids came along, uh, things did morph uh, a lot for me. So I, I kind of put a lot of that stuff on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I always wanted to to continue doing what I do. So yeah. um, I love tech. So that's how the tech corner got started for YouTube. But eventually I brought that over like to rebranding and just to go over show three years ago today or mm-hmm. uh, this, this week. And um, that's how I brought back the, I guess you could say the brand. Um, yeah. But it's not, it's not politically like uh, opinionated like it used to be, even though I still do that. But mm-hmm. instead of, instead of having a front and center, I invite people, go check it out, like on my locals account, or there's still some stuff available on my website. But I'm like, you know what? Here's a place where I prefer to have it because mm-hmm. I don't want to just be the one talking. I yeah. want to have a discussion, dialogue with others. So that's that's a microcosm of what's really been uh, 19 years worth of, uh, of work. Wow. And, and it's just and here where I am. That's why I'm like, I want to I still want to talk to other ones that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are going like, I don't know how long you guys have been at it and things like that. And I'm going to just uh, I lost Joel again. Um, I've been, I've, been uh, I've just I think I've started around a year ago. Um, yeah, because it was always something I kind of been curious about. And uh, mm. the thing that really made me say, like, fuck, it, I'm just going to do it was uh the whole Gina Carano being canceled thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I yeah, would talk I to like it. other like creative types and like, they just didn't get like why that was a problem, especially in the creative world. Like you need like, you know, uh, you need freedom to be creative. And every time one of these things happen, I just think of them with pitchforks and torches mm-hmm. saying, burn the witch. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's just how I think of it, you know. Yeah, 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 and it's like I said, like being like a '90s style liberal, you know, just seeing like the left turn into like that pitchfork kind of crowd was just really, really bizarre. And that's why I just started to just reach out to other artists, and, you know, like it, at times I think for a lot of people it could feel kind of lonely. Like it could feel like you're the only one viewing the world this way, so you need yeah. to like start communicating with anyone you can that like at least kind of knows, at least sees it similar to you to in the in the slightest. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I really think that, that you guys can have a very fascinating conversations. I'm I'm actually sending um, you see I am sending you. This is the handle for Trevor's IG, and I'm sending. 
Oh, my my insta my Instagram isn't very good. If he wants to like know what I'm about, my Instagram is basically just oh, a giant joke. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I know. But what I meant was like at least for you guys to have some way to communicate with one another in case oh, we okay. connect after this. Because uh, yeah. I think I think you guys can connect at um, at, a, at a similar level. Uh, it, mm. Trevor, since uh, he doesn't know you, why don't you introduce yourself to? Him? Uh, yeah, sure. My name is Trevor Brown. I'm the host of the. Uh, Trevor Report, which is exclusively on uh, Liberty Liberty platforms uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Minds, Odyssey, Rumble, and BitChute. I don't advertise BitChute because the comment section is living uh, cancer. <laughs> that where, but uh, but 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 magicked up to uh, turn into a giant kaiju that Voltron will have to defeat. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't I don't advertise it, but um. I started it off that way because I just kind of saw um, uh, Parler get kind of beamed down by the Eye of Sauron. That's kind of where the Trevor Report started in like, mm-hmm. uh, December 2020. I just kind of found out that if I didn't edit videos at all, I had a 20-minute uh, limit. Yeah. And I could put and I could put the video on there. And it's just kind of like one of the standard, you know, you turn OBS on, you turn on the – you turn on your uh, – the thing that you're reading and you put your camera in the corner and then you read it mm-hmm. and you say, and you just say, hi, my, my name, this is my, this is my name. This is what I'm talking about. And then you talk about the thing and you go, all right, now that the thing I've talked about is over, uh, give me money. Yeah. You know, but I didn't do the give me money thing, uh, back, <laughs> back then. Cause I was just doing it. Uh, I was mainly LARPing, but then parlor got attacked and that's when I'd realized, okay, I need to decentralize this. I need to have – if I'm going to be put in a situation where I want to speak the truth, and to be fair, you know, I have the kind of uh, – I'll just say tenacity. I have the kind of tenacity to want to speak my mind and want to speak my mind in the public square, and I want to be able to speak my mind in the public square without fearing some targeted harassment campaign coming out mm-hmm. coming after me and stealing my entire life, not, not stealing, uh, ravaging my life prospects from me and then yeah. calling themselves justice for doing so, which whatever, fine, <laughs> you know? So then that's, so then it started off on, uh, on rumble and then I posted on mines. Hey, look guys, I posted this thing on rumble. And then I was like, Oh, I could post these videos on rumble too. Then I heard of Odyssey. I was like, all right, cool. So I could post these on uh, – on. no, no, no. Then it was BitChute, and then it was Odyssey. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And when I was with BitChute, I was like, wow. Yeah. This, one, this, one's, this one's terrible. Me no like this. Is there another one? And then that's how I found Odyssey. What's uh, found- what's like the platforms that you guys consider to be the best as far as video platforms? Because I'm only best. on YouTube Odyssey. and Rumble. Uh, okay. Odyssey. If you have um, if you have a YouTube, you could do the same auto-sync thing that you do with Odyssey. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't have a YouTube channel because I um, I desire complete creative freedom, and yeah. so I sacrifice like honestly, probably I don't probably sacrifice anything because I probably just be shadow banned on YouTube anyway because I say the petrol dollar mm-hmm. and black nationalism is bad. Yeah, so. I've noticed uh, like a huge decline in my views, like. Uh, a month ago it was like 70 or 80 and now I'm like at like 15 or 17 or something like that so because they're doing worse than than, sh- than shadow than shadow banning they're they're curating the they're curating the searches and mm-hmm. it's and 
I, I can't read code and I don't know how to read code. So even if I could see the code, I wouldn't know. But what it seems like they're doing is they're prioritizing um, maybe 20, 30 channels. Mm -hmm. 10 of them are probably politics. The rest of them are apolitical. Uh, five of them are probably like Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Some of them are, and some of them are top 10. And then the rest are just the sort of, um, the sort of fake happy YouTubers that Joel yeah, was talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think that's why, look, um, what is it on my, on my website? I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but, um, Andres, he has more views on, on my website than he does on his YouTube channel or like equally as many views. And I don't do the whole CFO with Google stuff. I consider that a part of Silicon Valley. All my growth with everything is all natural. Like there's no, I don't, um, I haven't bought any ads for anything yet. Well, actually Mines has a feature where you can use the Mines tokens to put your thing on everyone's newsfeed if they scroll through the ad thing, which I don't scroll through the ad thing. So yeah, I I mean, I probably don't either. You know, yeah. I need I need to get better with like mm-hmm. social media kind of shit because like yeah. I think I've made accounts on other places, but like I just lose track of stuff. And I probably have an Odyssey account. I just I probably don't really remember. <laughs> well, so I, I would one of the um, I guess to, to, to that first question because I've actually had this on the brain a lot because um, I was already gonna start announcing to my followers on YouTube mm-hmm. that. YouTube will not be my primary distribution channel. The reason I use mm-hmm. YouTube still my primary and will, uh, it, it would be tied for first to uh, to keep using it, is because I use it to distribute over to BitChute, um, Rumble, and um, Odyssey Minds and Odyssey. Odyssey is the most important one of all because I actually have my entire library backed up mm-hmm. to uh, to Odyssey, and they yeah. do that in the background for you. So if I ever get canceled. If I ever get canceled, I am still able to be on, um, uh, on on Odyssey, and Odyssey yeah. does offer live. Ah, oh, we just lost them again. Uh, and we, and Odyssey does offer live streaming. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's still in beta, if I'm not mistaken, Trevor. Uh, but uh, that one. Um, I've live streamed a few a few times on there. Yeah, myself. But what you got to do is, no, no, buy? I wasn't involved. No, how they were beta testing it is, um, if you had uh fifty. People are saying it's called library credits, but mm. they don't. But they don't have an A, so I'm going to call them library credits because there's no vowels and it's spelled L B R Y. Bite me, Odyssey creators. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry, Odyssey founders <clears throat> and uh, uh, library founders. But uh, I'm just I'm just joshing them. I've appeared on uh, their like their library podcast is like what do you mean it's not called library but anyway all you have to do is have 50 uh library credits staked into your um in your odyssey channel and you just start live streaming yeah basically the more you engage on the site kind of like mines you're mining for uh that it's almost like cryptocurrency you can you can convert it to crypto later down the road i know yeah. i did that with mines and i was able to buy i guess you could say um ways to boost my my post uh it's kind of like buying advertisement so you can put your um like your content ahead or in front of a lot of different eyes but if you were going to move somewhere else i would say without a doubt go to odyssey Mm -hmm. um but but the place where i'm at because everything you see here uh, and what i do in youtube and what i create for youtube um i'm gonna be able to do that on gab and 
I had my misgivings about Gap. Uh, I don't hide it. I'm a, I'm a Christian conservative in that order. And yes, while there is no other choice, I am a registered Republican. Um, but even for, for some people on Gap, uh, they, they don't exactly welcome me. But I got in more hate over at BitChute. I've been called a soy boy, um, a, a liberal. I'm like, excuse me? Just because I've been I called went... every slur. Every oh, sure. slur. All you know, of I... them. What what kind of, hold on. What kind of heat do you get on, on Gab? Because, I mean, like, again, I barely use it. I'm not a well, social media guy, so I'm learning. Um, I, it depends on what you touch on. If you're an, uh, it, and it's, look, to me, it's not, a, it's not a location condition. To me, it's a human condition. If people are going to run their mouth, they're going to run it anywhere. And while they can hide behind an avatar, they're going to say it. So if yeah. I say something they don't agree with, or if I'm not lockstep, I have to be all right wing or whatever, um, then I, I'm going to get heat for it. Yeah. And it's it's like, well, I don't care. I'm, I'm telling you what I think. And... There is one leftist echo chamber on uh, the group on Gab, and it's been completely untouched. I forget the name of it, but I came I came yeah. across it. Like there there's there's the one there's the one token uh, woke community. So there's wow. that. Well, and. and... Well, and that's just it, though. And there's actually been a lot more uh, leftists coming on uh, in recent months, and that's okay because that's the whole point. Yeah. That over yeah. there, you're gonna say hate speech is not in violation of the Constitution, but where we, the line is drawn is when there's a call to violence. That's a whole different story. So, oh, and porn. To... They don't allow porn. That's true. There's yeah. Porn... Which, Cause, cause, thank you. Cause... <laughs> Because technically, por- <laughs> pornography. Know? Yeah, is I always thought that was weird that there was porn on Twitter, but you can't say you know. Election rigged or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You that's, can't talk. Weird. <laughs> I can't yeah. quote a Time magazine article because that would be a far right conspiracy yeah. theory. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, it d- depends on what era of time. But yeah, I, I know we yeah. have you on just for a, a little bit, uh, uh, CI. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I had another uh, thought for you, but if you do go with other um, social mm-hmm. media places, that's why uh, I'm on as many as possible mm-hmm. because well on. On Instagram, that's it's it's kind of what's left over from my Facebook when I deleted Facebook over a year ago, mm-hmm. and and that's where I still have some family and friends that are contacts. I don't use the whole close friends thing as a way to say, oh, these are the people that that I, uh, that I want to just share my personal life with. I'm not sharing that. Yeah, but it's what I I call it the inner circle because like, hey, look, this is what will get me banned, so to speak. Um, if it's more public and people come across it and just report me because reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that's why I keep that inner circle thing to let people know uh, and to eventually I will be off. But um, that's why I have a locals that supplements my website because yeah. it's a place where I can monetize what I'm doing. And based on, I'm sure you've seen some of my recent posts, um, the, the the big episode I dropped this week, it was, it's, it's called uh, A Conversation with a Reformed Lesbian. And it just covering a, a lot of what's been happening, what people have been covering in the news, but but just mm-hmm. down to the nitty gritty, and also uh, taking on the church. Uh, and when I mean the church, not an institution, but what is called the body of Christ, the, the Christian folk. I'm like, this is how you let this happen, um, mm-hmm. and giving them suggestions on how they could better it. Uh, as a result of that, I was surprised that people signed up to locals and became supporters of mine. I'm like, hey, look, it's paying mm-hmm. off uh, yeah. because. What we do doesn't pay much, if at all. We're the ones, like, because we we have a passion and we're yeah. putting our time and effort into it. Uh, it's great, and that's what hurts me about YouTube because it came at the worst time. Like, 
damn it, Steven Crowder. Like he's, I love him, <laughs> but it's like, it came at that time and they applied the Crowder rule on all those uh, small. What fish. happened was with that was not Crowder's fault. It was YouTube's fault. Well, of course it was YouTube's you know? fault. They, they <laughs> sent the knee. Are you talking Viacom. about, are you talking about that thing where, um, he went after some guy on Vox, like some gay guy on Vox, no, it, like made he, he fun of his lisp or something like that. No, uh, it's called he he made mention he said lipsy queer something like because, that yeah. because uh that's what that guy actually uses as his twitter handle oh yeah yeah, yeah i remember <laughs> that carlos maza from from Vice. i address you by your name my king <laughs> off with his head <laughs> yeah and 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 that guy uh, carlos maza ended up being axed by vox uh vox but what was strange he still got picked up by somebody else within viacom so like what's the difference yeah, I remember a lot of people doing like uh, response videos of that Carlos Maza guy. Like he would do like he would say some awful shit, and um, yeah, yeah, he, he didn't get any pushback at all. He didn't get if demonetized. You actually, watch his Vox videos. He calls basically everyone except communists Nazis, which really <laughs> this is the level of intelligence that he has. I know, I know, Vox is pretty terrible in general. Um, they used to be fine, but then they got colonized. That happened to so many things. Like Vice was pretty yeah. awesome back in the day. Like it, and then they got colonized. Hell, YouTube was pretty great, but and then they got colonized. I yeah. Like it seems like so many media-driven things are just turning to shit. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems Joel. like every time I reach mm. for my cup, Joel comes by and then he disconnects. <laughs> That's his trick. Keep reaching for your cup, and you'll stay on. Can you hear us, Joel? Uh, I can just a little bit. We can, <laughs> we can having, hear you uh, just fine. A little bit of trouble with the internet. Ah, uh, bummer. Um, I, I, I had a couple of a questions for you, but uh, CI is about to drop off, and I, oh. I think we're losing your video. Well, I think you dropped your I, video feed here. Yeah, I, I dropped my video feed. That's okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, the, the critical introverts. He's another content creator here, um, specializing in the arts. He's a. You said you're a graphic designer, and what else, you? Uh, graphic designer, illustrator. Um, like I, I like my show. I guess it's politics based, but I eventually want to grow it because I think you have to sort of like tap into just mainstream or just the culture in general. So like I'm trying to start like a music show, and um, like my merch I'm trying to sell isn't politics related at all it's just are you thinking of making music uh like a mixtape show um like like a radio show um um but yeah i'm trying to do that because i want to like i don't want my stuff to be so politics driven because i think that'll just turn you fucking insane if you keep doing that well yeah and we can still reflect on the good stuff yeah um i I just because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything because we're I'm going to be on your podcast on Friday, uh, mm-hmm. but I would love to talk to you about um, uh, the comic book industry. And I, I I have my comic books at my studio, so I'll be able to uh, pull out my favorite ones that uh, some I've, have been adapted pretty well, but other ones no. I've ne- I've never been like totally into um, comic books per se. Like my brother was into them, but mm. I've always been like into how do you say this. Like I've always liked people that were into sort of weird nichey things, whether it be comic books or anime <laughs> or just weird things that made them unique. Wait, and who it's... said anime is weird? <laughs> anime is anime is not and an, no 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 anime is weird. Yeah, Attack on Titan. Uh, I used is to great. be. 
that's my position. <laughs> yeah. I, like in the 90s, I started to get into the anime, and then it just got kind of a little too dramatic for me, I guess. Because I, I like like the hardcore, gory, like, you know. Like berserk. Rip- yeah, like people like ripping off like guts and, and Ninja stuff like that. And yeah, Ninja Scroll is like one of my favorites. Devil, you'd Man. like Attack on Titan. It's pretty gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of people recommend it <laughs> to me. That and, and then it uh, gets better. But it just it, it's just hard for me to like get into anything new. It's... Well, I'll tell I'll tell you this much because I promised Trevor's gonna bring it up. Attack on Titan mm-hmm. is not a cliche anime. It doesn't have the speed lines. It doesn't have so that good. forced drama. Um, it's character driven for sure. The the pacing is a little different because of, that's the way the story was written. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, you're seeing one of the, and not just anime or manga, one of the greatest literary works before mm-hmm. our eyes. Happened it's like in real Lord time. of the, it's like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars level. Of is it anime. a, is it one of those things where like, would you consider it's like classic. The, the manga better be than the show, or is the show do it do, it, do the manga justice? Oh yeah, show, I don't read Japanese show. comics because um, I don't read American comics. Yeah. So no, well, what I can tell you is that the adaptation of of the manga has been faithful, mm-hmm. and right now, as there's a seasonal break to finish the story, uh, the, the the manga's done. It was finished April last year. Okay, but. Um, the, the, the show is probably going to wrap up with another six or so episodes next year. And there is pressure on the studio to fin- uh, to change the ending because the fans didn't receive the ending so much. And in my opinion, it should stick to what the author intended. Yeah, sh- I don't care what the fans to have to say, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but that's where we are right now in where it, what it is. And I would recommend you to check it out before anything it becomes a spoiler, especially now yeah, that it's a yeah. seasonal break. You have plenty of time to catch up on it. And the next time we reconnect, because we will, I want I want you to tell us how you how you binged every eighty seven yeah. episodes. <laughs> okay, there's only eighty seven. Okay, because like my uh, niece is really into like One Piece or something like that. Oh, like, um, she tells, tells me that. That, she tells me why. there's like seven thousand episodes and like uh, yeah. yeah I got yeah no dude, no, I, I'm not doing I'm not doing <laughs> that ever but at least what? it sounds like there's eighty or so episodes that sounds there, that sounds there, reasonable and the way anime works there's there's the the the, the canonical season. And then there's like little episodes that don't make the regular season, kind of like side stories, but still kind of feed the narrative. There are a handful of those for Attack on Titan, but they just fill in the gap for some of the storylines. They don't detract. So that's what's good. Um, it has a lot to do. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm blanking on the author's name because, dude, this, this dude I started got, writing at like age 26. I, got, I, got I, I know the name, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it. I got. I gotta I can't say, spell I, it either because I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm like an action guy, so if the action is good in the show, I'm down. Oh man! But if <laughs> the it's action's like top tier, if it's too like, like always... dramatic and all that no. stuff, then I, this I probably is, lose this, interest. This is what I'll tell you. I, I wish I could tell you to check out this guy Gigguk on on uh, on YouTube, but he's gonna spoil it for you because oh, yeah. Gigguk has some amazing essays on this, and and it, w- one of my favorite things is this. You know how anime exaggerates? You can have a, a stick figure character throw a 500-pound character through a wall or 10 walls or whatever. Yeah, That's not here. It's grounded in reality. Never happens. It's, it stays within the realms of physics, which is why it's it's wonderfully done because 
that's why things that shock you shock you that wouldn't yeah. shock you in other animes because it it sets a tone that hey this is like an alternate uh history of mankind if it happened um and it feels pretty pretty grounded and real the only part that you might go like okay this is unrealistic is that this is technically like an eastern european setting and they're all speaking japanese but it's okay <laughs> I, I, i'm That's not the best I'm way not, to watch yeah. it I'm not nitpicky about that kind of stuff. It, like, as long as stuff is entertaining, I, I don't care. You know, just, Honestly, I've been watching the dub up until the, up until the second part, apparently, of season four. Uh -huh. And it's fine. Okay. It's, it's well, fine. It's not terrible. I, I, don't, I don't forgive you for that, Trevor. I don't advice. care <laughs> about that. <I> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, like, I'm an old school kind of cartoon guy, so... I can only take anything animated uh, so seriously. Like if if it's too dramatic, I kind of I kind of lose interest because I'm so into like the silly, like Tex Avery Simpsons. It has um, it has its um, Attack on Titan has its funny moments. It has its jokes, and that's what makes some okay. of the other things so tragic. Okay, <laughs> and okay. I can't I can't go. I think I we said it, I think we said enough there. Yeah, we, yeah. If, we say well, any, if we say any more, we'll have to go into spoiling the story. Exactly. <laughs> I hate this feeling. Like, well, well, see, I, I don't want to keep you from from making dinner, man. So yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll head out in a little bit. Uh, all right, I guess I'll just head out now. Uh, thanks for having me, nice guys. Juicy stack. Uh, <laughs> here he is, Joel. I'm sorry I couldn't really get on with you. Well, no, I, I would. You sound a really fun person to talk to, and I miss. Like, I'm sad. I miss like most of that conversation. Yeah, uh, I mean, are, are you gonna do this uh, another time? Because I'll be down to come on. Hey, and that's that's what I I, I want. I was uh, uh, Trevor's been on a stream with me before, but mm. hey, you guys like it? Yeah. I would love to do this again sometime. We just yeah. talk pop culture stuff. Uh, oh yeah. So, um, some of us have uh, more uh, like political heavy content, or at least we're mm -hmm. addressing uh, politics. Mm -hmm. But believe me, if you only do that for a living, you're gonna yeah. go insane. <laughs> so it's it's I'll good to, to keep, have. I'll try to I'll try to keep my ranting and ravings about the petrol dollar to myself. Yeah, or I could <laughs> I could always put you on mute, Trevor. So that helps. <laughs> I mean, like I would like to uh, have more like financial base uh, conversations on my show because so far it's just been like pop culture and have you NFTs. heard of NFTs? <laughs> no don't start with NFTs. i have no idea what i, I hate NFTs. Are. i hate non-fungible tokens we don't want to go down that route right now <laughs> no, <laughs> just the... yeah a lot of artists fuck with those but i i have no idea what they even are at the moment. It's, it's the it's a scam yeah but it's easy as cash grab okay <laughs> I, I will tell you um if uh you could message me like uh, uh between now and friday if you want a certain theme for for our um for well our you mentioned show. that you had like a background in hollywood i mean that'd be that's enough right there um but if you like that but you also said you want something financial and of course uh, that's oh, kind yeah of that too driven. like that i just i don't know that much about that kind of stuff so if, yeah if and you just want to like get into it we, we can know what you're thinking, but, hey, it's, it's your but no, I don't think Andres was invited on Epstein's plane. I know you're <laughs> thinking that, but I don't think that that happened. He doesn't strike me as that kind of person. Uh, like, you I mean, did it. You did it. He was your friend, said Ricky Gervais. Like, I don't know shit about, like, if you want to talk about crypto, I don't know anything about that. If you want to talk about that. I'll I don't know my episode about it either, but I love LARPing about crypto. You know? Yeah, yeah. It seems like that I'm a smart guy topic to bring up. And, yeah. yeah <laughs> right? Oh. Uh, I well, bring. It, well, I just bring it up on like ironically. 
Yeah. Well, like I said, you need you need to do some some show prep with me. Let me know and uh, yeah, yeah, prepare yeah. some things. Otherwise, I shoot from the hip, just like I'm right, doing man. right now. We'll probably be talking a lot about Disney because it's Art Space Show on Friday. And ah, well, that's gonna uh, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's I mean, a lot of things you can say about Disney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was something that um, someone posted a, a thing of like, what's her name, Giselle Maxwell. Like a picture of her in the '80s, like introducing at Disneyland, uh, like on stage. Interesting. Uh, for, yeah, I forgot. I, just, where I didn't see. I didn't see anything of the sort. Yeah. Uh, uh, comment. Yeah, some guy. Yeah. If I ever have kids, I'm going to. You're going to distribute things, so I can't advocate for terrorism because you're going to distribute <laughs> this. So. You know. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, Trevor. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right, man. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thanks a lot for being here. Oh, yeah. on. Words, YouTube, Rumble, and hopefully soon another shit. All right. See you guys. <laughs> okay. All right. See you. Well, Joel, before we get disconnected, uh, I, I was asking you um, how you came across my Instagram. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, it was basically purely by accident um you know i i go i make it a habit to go through and just like follow things that look interesting especially their podcasts and so as i see like their tidbits and stuff like they'll post different things and like you know i it like i like being part of the community and like learning about what other people are doing how other people are doing it you know that's kind of part of my whole thing is just learning and so i just kind of stumbled across yours like saw another podcast you know followed you and you know saw your thing and i'm like okay listen to a couple of episodes i'm like this is a pretty cool guy <laughs> thanks so yeah it was purely accidental um yeah just uh randomly on instagram basically awesome well um i think i saw a uh, are you probably following some things on Idlewild, or are you in Idlewild? I I am in Idlewild. That is that that's, is where I live. That's what I thought because I'm like I wonder how much uh, uh or how close he is to um drinking coffee at Black Mountain Coffee or getting a chocolate from El Buen Cacao. You know, so actually, I'm really good friends with the owners of El Buen Cacao. Well, then that means you're friends with a childhood friend of mine because Jessica is my childhood friend. We grew up in the same no church thing. yes okay. and uh and eric uh he they came over my daughter's first birthday party years ago this is eight years ago okay and um they first expressed the thought of opening a chocolate factory i'm like jessica chocolate i don't know i mean I never saw that growing up and yeah, now same. look at them i know so so yeah that's, that's what that's why I figured, like, I wonder if he discovered me because I, I was commenting on some Ebuka Cal stuff. I don't know. It might have been that, or it might have been just like how Instagram suggests pe- pe- like people that other people know. Um, yeah, I, I've known Eric and Jessica for like, I would say like three or four years now. Um, and, you know, actually, he's, uh, he's one of the people that I, I'm wanting on my show to talk about, like, how did you get into making bean to bar chocolate? You know, right? like that, that's crazy to me. Like I, I, I met him after he started. So I'm like, okay, sure. Like I can see you continuing that, but like how in the world do you start doing that? And that just like yeah. blows my mind. But yeah, like I, I'm really good friends with my, I, <laughs> I used to spend pretty much during 2020, I was in the shop almost 
every day getting a, their, their milkshake. Their, their chocolate milkshake is so good. Oh, yeah, it's bomb. But, um, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, their daughter and my daughter, they, they get along very, very well. So they, they chat Ooh. every now and then through, through our personal FaceTimes on mm. our phones and things like that. But yeah, that's that's why I thought I asked. I, I'm actually working. We were supposed to do a a because uh, um, Eric does a podcast with um oh my goodness his name slips me from uh, Black Mountain Coffee. Uh, they do yeah. uh, the, the Hill of Beans. We're supposed to do a collab back in February, but we're we're both so very busy and we couldn't make yeah. that work. So like it's all right. I didn't invite him to this one because like I know you're not gonna make it. So <laughs> why why even bother? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no. yeah, we're. Uh, I'm definitely going to get him on, but you might, you have a better shot than I do. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, even for me, like trying to schedule a time that's like before his shop opens or after his shop closes that he's still up to do things, you know, is, is difficult, but I, I've actually, I'm the one that convinced him to buy a better microphone so he can actually, uh, <laughs> you know, do a better recording instead of barring his friend's uh, mic. And so he bought a, I, I convinced him to buy a blue Yeti microphone. Because those are fantastic. That's a, that's a good. That's a good one to start with. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I have, and it's like it's really good. And like, it was funny because like that's what I got for the previous podcast I was in. And like after I bought it, I started realizing that like big big name people, like even like musical artists, have these things in the in the room. Like I'm I'm a big fan of Weird Al Yankovic, and like he was doing this YouTube video, and I see just his Blue Yeti just hanging right next to his computer. I'm like, dude, okay, he could cool. do it. So could I. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was one of those like, all right, cool. I, I have a quality product that other people use, but yeah, yeah. See that definitely. with uh, with head with headsets too. My friend has this has this uh, headset thing, and it's mm-hmm. such a a good high quality headset. It's made in like, I think it's a, I think it's an Audio Technica. It's made in Audio like, Technica. yeah, made in like twenty fifteen or whatever. <laughs> And no one buys the latest version. They just get this version because it's just that good. Yeah. There, there's some you things know? that like they, they hit everything that they needed to hit. And like it's like, okay, I could get another version, but why? Yeah. I mean, look at vinyl. They made a comeback. Like, what the you, yeah. you have a you have a turntable? A tabletop? I'm what? still waiting for laser disc to come back. Not because <laughs> I have any experience or nostalgia with laser disc. I'm just I don't know. I just want that way to happen. before your time, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and who knows? Maybe at this rate, eight track tapes might come back. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, I that would be fun because a lot of people don't don't understand those references at all. Um, right. But like my parents grew up in that era, and I listened to a lot of those things. Like I grew up listening, like using records all the time. But I don't. I think I think Laserdisc thoroughly missed its chance to be a thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Until they turned them into CD. What was ROMs, the promise? What was the promise of it with with Laserdisc? Just high quality movie. It was it was basically the same premise as a DVD, but like okay. I think they're they're all, one of the things was like, gosh, I don't remember much of it, but because a lot of it overlapped with DVD, if if I remember correctly. But like okay. they also had like the like flip disc thing, so like it would it, you wouldn't have to flip the disc if I remember correctly, which I could be totally wrong. Don't quote me on this. But I think like it would read the the bottom of the disc and then it would automatically read the top of the disc without having to flip it or anything or something like that. I don't know. Oh, but I, I don't. That's interesting. I don't, I don't remember. I did that. I'm gonna go look it up in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it? <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I have to look into that because I did use, um, I did watch Citizen Kane for World Cinema and, and College too, uh, on a laser disc, and I don't remember having to flip it. Uh, so you're probably right. That's a long movie, and yeah. it looked pretty high def to me at the time. But then again, yeah. uh, it was a different era for me. It was 2006, whatever it was. Um, yeah. We come a long way since then. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, those are the days. Uh, <laughs> gents, I would love to stay on longer. Uh, a call that I've been waiting for quite all day. They've been they've been calling and calling, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Then they text me like, Oh, that's the call I've been waiting for all day. <laughs> so they they finally called me, and I do have to call them back because this is a, a bit of an urgent matter. So I do thank you all for just joining, Trevor. We've done this before, as you know the ML. Yeah. But I will, hey, I would love to do this again with a more thought out, more planned out, just to oh, uh, yeah. to chat. And it it just it just makes it for a fun report, you know. So, uh, like I said, I'm gonna be on a on a um on the Critical Introverts podcast on Friday. I don't know where he's gonna publish it, but I'm gonna be on that. And uh, I, you guys can exchange uh, info if, if you want before we go, or just message each other on uh, on Instagram. Um, I'll um, get you guys Instagram, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And all for right. all of you brilliant viewers out there, my name is Trevor Brown. I am the editor-in-chief of Acropolis News Network because I can give myself whatever name and title I want because I own it. <laughs> you could go to theacropolisnews.com or you could go to This Just Trevor on whatever uh, uh, Liberty platform is your choice. You know, except for the ones I'm not on because I, I, haven't, fa- I haven't seen them <laughs> pretty right. much. And where can people find you, Curious Joel? Um, well, on Twitter at Curious Joel and on Instagram at Curious Joelcast, and uh, you can find my podcast Curious Joel on pretty much every major major uh, like podcast platform. Um, right yeah, go check it out if you like to learn more about a lot of different things. That's where to go. Awesome. All right. Well, that's what we'll leave it. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into this random, uh, I would say, networking stream of creators. Here yeah. on the Andres Agovia show. So it's going to go up on YouTube. Thanks a lot. And hmm. hopefully we'll do this again sometime. So until then, yep. I'll see you guys then. Yeah. See you later. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Andres Agovia show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to stay in the know. If you want a question featured on the program or you never know, it could be an episode all on its own. You can message me at any of the social media links available at my website, www.theandresagovia.com. Also available there are all the directories where you can find my show. Remember to also follow me on YouTube and Instagram where other exclusive content resides. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the program. I'll see you on the next one.